I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, an NFL fantasy football podcast. Each week, my co-host, former Bears and Lions quarterback Eric Kramer and myself, delve into your fantasy football choices, hopefully help you out on your way to victory. Uh, you can find more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. Now, the NFL regular season is over. It ended crazy down to the last seconds for the playoff teams. Uh, and uh, now we're into a weekend number two with four games. It was a wild weekend over a bad weekend for the Chargers as they fell victim to the Trevor Lawrence turnaround. He throws four interceptions in the first half, giving the Chargers a 27-0 lead. And then he throws four touchdowns in the second half, and the Jags pulled out 31-30. Field goal as time ran out after a big fourth-and-one run by Travis Etienne. And now, you've been saying all along, You th- think? do you think that Brandon Staley's job is on the line? Because yesterday, they did fire the offense coordinator, Joe Lombardi. Didn't know that about Lombardi, but don't I don't make it a habit about wishing people uh, ill. But this is not about one bad game. This is three years worth of bad decisions. Face it, we all come in contact with consequences for our decisions and our actions. Nobody hears any different. And to work backwards. In a meaningless game to end the season for the Chargers, in which they knew beforehand, didn't matter if they won or lost, it was not going to enhance in any way their playoff position. And yet he decides to play um, Joey Bosa, who walked off with an injury, and then um, Mike Williams, who got carted off and and eventually broke, or I guess fractured a bone in his back. That makes no sense, as do numerous other decisions in-game that he also made over the course of this time. And so I'm, again, I feel in a way bad saying this, but I'm all on the bandwagon of bye-bye Brandon and and welcome in Sean Payton. And that might happen. I mean, Sean Payton's out there looking for a job, and he's getting a lot of talk. And there's a lot of good coaches out there that are, you know, just waiting to get back in. You got Brian Flores, you got... Uh, you right. know, mentioned Peyton. I'm sure Sean. Sean. Um, well, some of these coordinators this year are lighting it up. Ben Johnson with the Lions. Yeah. Um, and Mike Kafka with the Giants. Eric, so, Eric by enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Eric the enemy. Exactly. <laughs> All right. In the other game, as expected, the Niners just blasted the Seahawks. The Niners are just on a roll, and I know you've loved them all season. Well, what's not to love? I mean, you've got. Probably the best team in football on both sides of the field. You've got probably the best coaching staff from top to bottom. Uh, obviously, Kyle Shanahan knows a little bit about what he's doing. And then you've got an elite defensive coordinator, DeMarco Ryans, leading the best, the NFL's best defense. And you've also got uh, Mr. Irrelevant leading probably the NFL's best offense at this point and two of the most dynamic Weapons that no one else, no one else has a Debo Samuel or a Christian McCaffrey. And I just think there's so much going right for this team. What are they on a 10 game winning streak? Uh, and it, it like, how do you not identify what seems obvious? They're the best team right now. Bar none. The Sunday game saw Miami battling it out with the Bills, and the Bills almost blew that one. Now they've played Miami close three times in a row now, but I'm not so sure they are the powerhouse we thought they were. No, I think they're, they're, they very much remind me of this year's Dallas Cowboys. Well, they'll show flashes of greatness 
followed by multiple games of lethargy. And they nearly threw this one away. You tell me, how is it that Skylar Thompson, who's their third team rookie quarterback, throws, completes about 30% of his passes, maybe, uh, for a couple hundred yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. And yet, at the end of the game, the powerhouse Bills are scrambling to win this game. And they damn near threw it away. I mean, Josh um, uh, Allen was back once again, three turnovers, two interceptions and a fumble that went for a touchdown. And I, I don't get it. I mean, they're they're kind of like that, you know, Bill's team of the 90s that had ton of potential. They go, they're all great right up until the Super Bowl. And, and who wants to have that tag of almost getting there? And the Bills have had that for a long time. The Ravens lost a close one. They should not have lost to Cincinnati. You know, Huntley, to me, looks like the ultimate version of a really talented guy who couldn't make a good decision if his life depended on it. And then trying to score a touchdown over the middle by holding the ball out was not smart, and it cost him the game. That was the most unusual play I think I've ever seen in NFL football. Tough to watch, and I agree with you. And, and yet he's the same guy who can look very poised. He can outrun the pass rush. He's a true weapon in the running game. And he comes with none of the baggage that Lamar Jackson has now become. Uh, and it's not like the Bengals tossed this game away. They were right there at the end, the Bengals, I mean, uh, the Ravens. And so, but yet, you know, at some point, do you start looking at the head coach? Because when's the last time John, uh, uh, yeah, John Harbaugh, When's the last team, time his team, the Ravens, won a meaningful playoff game? When's the last time their defense showed up? When's the last time their offense showed up? I mean, they got rid of – they traded away Hollywood Brown and Orlando Brown, you know, the great wide receiver as well as their elite left tackle. So I don't know. I mean, what did you replace them with? And then you can't get a deal done with Lamar Jackson. And don't get me wrong. I think Lamar Jackson is holding them hostage. And great, trade him away, uh, but get a lot for him. But at the same time, I'm not quite convinced John Harbaugh is any longer the right guy. Where do you suspect that Jackson goes? I mean, he's going to – I I think he's done. I think he's going to go somewhere. I think they replace him with Hartley or with one of the good young quarterbacks coming out in the draft. Uh, Who's it taking? The team I heard tossed around was uh, the Atlanta Falcons because they have a similar type of offense set up for him. You know, obviously the one Arthur Smith took built in Tennessee, then took with him to Atlanta. They don't have a quarterback. And, uh, and as good as Desmond Ritter is, he's not that guy. No. And so um, that that's a possibility. I mean, I'm sure, you know, there, he's right in the prime of his career. So I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of other teams that that could sort of, run that style of offense and build that team around Lamar Jackson. It's just that Lamar Jackson had no one to throw the ball to. Yeah. I mean, you can't drop back and throw it 18 times to Mark Andrews. No. And that's not even like throwing it to Cooper Cup. <laughs> I know you like him and deservedly so. <laughs> I don't know. You know, that might be a good fit for the Rams. I'm not so sure. Uh, I agree not, with you. I mean, there's – yeah. Oh. But the, but obviously now uh, Matthew Stafford has said he's coming back along with Sean McVay and yeah, so I think they're gonna they they're gonna run that course at least one more time. Thank you, right? 
And we're looking at the Giants. I tell you, I looked at the Giants, and I think they're for real. I had the Vikings from the start of this one, and wow. As you've been saying for weeks now, Daniel Jones is the real deal. And coupled with Barkley, they may be headed to the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'm willing just yet to say they're Super Bowl bound because they you got San Francisco and you've got the Eagles on this side of the ledger. But um, there's who in their right mind that follows this game would have even thought the Giants this year would have been a contender at all. And yet they were right down there to the wire. Um, and so, I like you, I mean, Brian Dable's got a ton of credit. Uh, Wink Martindale, deservedly so, also has got a lot of credit. And the guy who nobody seems to recognize is Mike Kafka, although, you know, he's now starting to get head coaching interviews, and deservedly so. And when's the last time that uh, in what, – what does he play Danny Jones now? This is his third year? Uh, third or fourth, right? Oh, Daniel Jones? Fourth. Daniel Jones, yeah. Fourth, fourth year, okay. So when before this year has anyone said, oh, this is guy's legit? So start to finish this year, and they're not even finished. And the fact that it's really been him, because Saquon Barkley has been great at times, mm -hmm. but, bank, uh, you know, silent at other times. And uh, I just think that the two of them together, that's – you can build – now you can build your offense around these two guys along, and they've got some nice pieces up front. Um, but they literally remember the no name defense of the 72 Dolphins. Yeah. Right. This is the no name group of receivers with the Giants. And yeah, so, that is like nobody can pick out one guy, you know, right? and there's a couple of guys that they just so familiar. It's like who Slayton? Ah, yeah. Hey, you know, exactly. he'd be throwing to backup tight ends on other teams, his own uh, receivers likewise. And the, beyond Saquon Barkley, who do they have at running back? And yeah, they have Daniel Jones. That's who. And so he's become, to me, an, an elite precision passer that can read defenses and is make subtle movements to buy time in the pocket. He's now stepped up into that elite category of running quarterback, and he's a leader. And so I, I love what the Giants are doing. I hope they stick with it and just keep riding it out. I No changes to be made that I can see other than additions. Well, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a Monday night playoff game in the NFL. I've right. been the first one. Right. This is uh, the first. Dallas over the Bucks, as it should have been. The under 500 Bucks and an aging Tom Brady and uh, an overachieving Cowboys with uh, a middle linebacker that's just over the top. Like a, uh, um, a middle linebacker who doesn't even play middle linebacker, Micah Parsons. <laughs> right. If Parsons. he lines up at middle and linebacker, where, where, he's rushing he the quarterback. Where, where did he go to college? Penn State. <laughs> not that i went there it's my favorite i got it in your state though i get it and so uh yeah i mean here's a team that again kind of like the bills right they've shown flashes of being brilliant on offense they've also shown flashes that they couldn't start for a high school team yeah. and then in their, their defense also kind of incredibly great to very average can't stop the run well they both showed up this game the only guy that didn't show up was their kicker. So I, you know, I was surprised they didn't cut him at halftime, but I, I guarantee you he won't be on the plane going out to San Francisco. And, and yeah. go ahead. I was just saying, let's get right to the game. Saturday, yeah. we're talking Jags and Chiefs. Jags look good, but the Chiefs are not the Chargers. Now, if Lawrence gets off to a bad start, Andy Reid's going to close this game out pretty quick. So I got to like the Chiefs here. 
And I do think that Lawrence has a good game. Uh, Chiefs, pretty much, you go with anybody on this team. I agree with you. And I think that, well, first of all, let's get this straight. It's not Andy Reid. He's not out there. It's Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs at home, uh, that it's not like he's going to make a mistake. And so I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to play well. I think the Jaguars team is going to play well. And I think I, I still think the Chiefs are going to win, but I think the Jags are going to represent themselves very well in this game. Giants and Eagles, I'm all in on the G-men this week, like I said. I think Barkley's good for well over 100 yards. I think Daniel Jones will be stellar. I don't think the Eagles' offense can match the Giants this week. And I, I, they will need to force the defense to shut down New York. And I don't see it happening. I just don't. Not this week. Old prediction. I like it. And, and uh, here's the thing. Wherever Jalen Hurts is with the shoulder rehab recovery, none of us really know. He did play in that last game of the season against the Giants. Didn't look very good, even though they won. And But this is a Giants team now that is, I mean, they believe in themselves, deservedly so. And I think you're right. I'm not sure the Eagles can offensively keep pace with where the Giants are at right now. The, the Vikings couldn't. And, and so, um, you know, I, I think defensively the Giants are better than people have given them credit for. And the Eagles have kind of been sitting around waiting for the quarterback to get healthy. And who knows if he, if he even is. And so I'm with you. I, I, I'm not saying the Giants are going to win this game, but I am saying they're going to play very well. And the, Giants, the Eagles are going to have to play a great game to win. You know, and the thing about uh, the Eagles, they got off to such an early win streak that they kind of coasted. They, they weren't, I don't think they were the same second half team that they were well you know if you can go by halves that they were in the first half i mean i think they got out in front and i just didn't they didn't seem as spectacular as they did early on maybe they played bad i, I agree with you M remember when they went to chicago who by the way has the worst team in the nfl or worst record in the nfl uh the first half they went punch for punch and and then um you know philadelphia eventually overwhelmed them but that's also a game that uh, Jalen Hurts got injured. And so, you know, I, I think the Giants are uh, talent-wise, top to bottom, maybe not there with the Eagles, but they've got something the Eagles don't, and that's this chemistry they've been building now for the last half of the season. Bengals and Bills on the first Sunday game. Bengals got luck. And, you know, it's always been said I'd rather be lucky than good. Well, the Bengals got luck on their side, and so do the Bills. So it's a matter of this week, who's better prepared? I like the Bills, but I think the Bengals have more weapons on a roll and in a groove. Keep an eye on Mixon. He was shaken up during the last game, but I think uh, the rest of the weapons are there, and I think the rest of the weapons will succeed. I agree with you. And I, I think, you know, if you think back, the beginning of the season, the Bengals, it was Joe Burrow who got off to the slow start. And like, what's wrong with him, including me? Well, ever since those first, what was it, three or four games, this guy's been on a roll, as has a, a very deep offense. I mean, they get, they're they too deep everywhere. Yeah. 3D, 40. When it comes to too deep at running back, very good, both P, uh, P. Ryan and Mixon. And then you've got uh, a, this slew of receivers and Joe Burrow pulling the trigger and an improved offensive line. And so I think they're underrated defensively. I, I agree with you. I think the Bills can't come in and be the team they were last weekend against the Dolphins. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Hope to win this game. There's no, no chance. Um, you know, I, I think the Bengals uh, deserved to be in that Super Bowl last year with a fragile offensive line. 
And now I think they're, even though they squeaked over the Ravens, uh, they're still solid. No one's beating them. I don't think the Bills are beating them this weekend. Cowboys at Niners. I don't think the Niners are going to lose this one on Purdy. And, you know, Purdy is, is proved himself. And I think he might be the next Josh Allen if we, if we judge NFL quarterbacks by the standard that Josh Allen is, as well as Patrick Mahomes, two different. They're not that different, but I mean, they, they are somewhat different. I think Purdy could be the next Josh Allen. And that, that team is looking to him. They're, every every time I hear somebody talk, it's like, we're relying on this guy. We trust him. We, we've got confidence. As you know, if the team has confidence in the leader, things good, good things happen. I'm not sure if I would liken him to Josh Allen at this point. I think he's better. Um, he doesn't make mistakes. He makes great decisions. He's clutch. Uh, he finds a way to maneuver around and make plays where he's not throwing interceptions or fumbles for touchdowns. And uh, he's not playing. He doesn't look, I mean, to, to me, he doesn't look to be playing as though he feels any pressure at all. He's just enjoying the moment. And you've got around him, I think, the best offense, the best set of offensive players that are coached the best by the best set of coaches in the NFL. And then, who says their defense isn't any good? They're the best in the league. And so you're right. I, I, I agree with you. There, there's no way Dallas, who has never put two good games together all year, is now going to hop on a plane, go back out to San Francisco, and do what they did this coming weekend as like what they played against Tampa. Tampa was Tampa in no way deserved to be in the playoffs. No way. No, and that was – they could not have beaten high school teams this year at, at various times. And so, you know, you saw Brady last year. He didn't want to take it. He, would, he didn't want to be there in that game. And people calling him the greatest of all time. Not anymore. And and that's been all year long. Yes, he's got great numbers and he throws for a million yards. And he, what, threw 65 times last time last night? And, you know, that that's not the San Francisco 49ers. You're going to have to stop the league's best running and passing game. You know, and uh, Tom has a way of passing you by at some point. And I think Tom Brady's there. Uh, he may come back for one more year. You know, I'm not sure he will. But, you know, he doesn't seem to be the type of guy that wants to go out with a loss, you know. But, you know, either way, his season is probably going to end on a loss. Hey, nobody wants to go out with a loss. <laughs> chances are, if you're going to go out, you're going to go out with a loss. Yeah. Unless you're John Elway. <laughs> Unless you're John Elway. But he scripted a little differently. <laughs> you know, Terry Bradshaw did that too. You know, he got taken out at halftime. The Steelers ended up winning the game. Um, it, it was funny because I, it was his last game ever. He hurt his elbow and throwing a touchdown pass that put them ahead on a Saturday game. And that win would have put them in the playoffs. And I forget who, I mean, it was Cliff Stout, who was the backup quarterback who came in and almost lost it. And, but the Steelers made it in the playoffs and Bradshaw never played again. Uh, he never played the playoffs because his elbow was uh, shot. But uh, that was well, uh, you are the Steelers historian, so the yeah, well, of, you know, I, 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 I tip my hat to you for that. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Another edition of Kramer and Brill. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. My friend and colleague Eric Kramer. I'm Bob Brill, and we will see you next time.